Hey, welcome into the Coach Bono's podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. You can check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at oagks.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter. Our handle is at Coach Bono's Show. You can check out the Facebook page. Uh, just search for Coach Bono's Show. And you can email us at show at gmail.com. Today is episode 60. And coming in to review all the week six action in the NFL as our most popular returning contributor. Ladies, if you're in the greater Denver area, put on some Barry White, place out some Titleist Pro V1 golf balls, magically he will appear. He's a man of style, sophistication, and he remains undefeated against home pregnancy tests with a record of 52-0-1. He's the real reason Sierra moved to Denver. Check out his new book, Russ May Cook, But I Can Eat. His mother named him Ricardo. Around here, we call him Uncle Rico, my main man, Ricardo Gerbellini. Ricardo, what's going on, brother? Uh, a lot to talk about in an, a very interesting week as we're yep. now at a third of the way through the season. Yeah, we're a third of the way into the season now. We're recording this Monday night. There's about half a quarter left in the Monday night game. We're going to keep our eye on this uh, and how this goes in the last seven minutes. But, man, I got some stuff I want to bring up and see your thoughts on some things. We talked briefly beforehand, and we're kind of on the same page on a lot of stuff right now, I think. The the biggest story, I think, in the NFL from week six is the Bills-Chiefs game. Would you agree? It was definitely the biggest game in the week. Uh, I think that Cowboys-Eagles is a very close second. But those two together was a powerhouse of a game. It was good from beginning to end. It had ups and downs. There's lots to talk about there. If we want to do a deep analysis, we could always take the next three hours off. But (laughs) it was a big game. It was just a big game. Let's talk about both games because I thought both of them were fantastic games. And being as we've had my, really my bad games Sunday of the night week, games. those two. Yeah, in the last two weeks, we've had bad Sunday night games, a bad Sunday afternoon game. It's so nice to have good games at the big time slots. So yeah. uh, I want to talk about the, the, the Chiefs-Bills game first. Um, what a great game, first off. It wasn't the 42-35 shootout that a lot of people like. I dislike that higher that highest score. 24-20, this is a really good game. Yes, yeah, and and the thing that I take away from that, just on the overall, um, the Bills and Chiefs are the number one or, and number two scoring average team in the league. I yeah. think the uh, Chiefs are at 31.6, the Bills are at like 30.8. I mean, it's close, but they are number one and two in scoring average. Neither of them even got, got close. At 24-20, they were well below their, their scoring average. I think that says something about the defenses and the way they were playing and they, were, they had prepped for this game. I also think that it, it says something about these offenses, that they fought through these really tough defenses and still were able to come up with, with a, a close game and still not terrible scores because he started out 0-0 in the first quarter and he started to think, oh, crap, here we go. It's going to be one of those kind of games. And then it just opened up. I thought it was. I thought that number. I thought that stat showing where they are on their scoring average and how tough this game was says a lot about where they're at. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I'm looking at this and I'm going, man, these two teams are well rounded. I, I'm surprised how good the Chiefs' defense is. I know they lost the game, 
And I think he gave up 24 to Buffalo. But that's less than they've been scoring at Buffalo's been scoring each week. And I just really have been impressed with the Chiefs defense. Now, Buffalo's defense made the plays in the fourth quarter. You know, Von Miller currently leads the league in sacks. Oh, <laughs> and, absolutely. And uh, he's a great addition. The Bills are so happy to have him. <laughs> yeah, and then they had the late pick, which was a phenomenal individual play that, you know, picked off Mahomes to win to cement the game for the Bills. But I agree with you 100%. This is team one and 1A as far as the best teams in the NFL. With all apologies to the Eagles, I know the Eagles are 6-0, and six and and they're the we'll only undefeated we'll team. But, and they're great. But these two are better. And I really suspect that we're going to see these two play again in the playoffs, whatever round that might be, whether it's a conference championship or, or, or you know, a divisional round game. These two teams are the best two teams in the league. And I just, I, I've been very impressed with what I've seen with both of them. Yeah, I agree. I, I think these, this is your AFC championship. This is your preview of that game yeah. in January. Uh, no question and and out of the better division of the two these are still far and away the best teams in the the AFC yeah and there's been a lot of talk you know it was brought up on during the telecast it was been brought up on ESPN a few other places this past weekend talking about that game but this Mahomes versus Allen matchup is kind of like the new Brady Manning yes yeah it's been brought up again and again and I'd say it's a little bit different but yeah. it's an apt comparison. Yeah, because they're 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 actually you know even friendlier on the field than than opposing teams would be. They're kind of, you know they get along pretty well. They don't make it much of a of a terrible rivalry. But when you talk about you know under center, one team versus the other, absolutely. I think there's a lot. I think you bring up a great point there. I I think there's a lot of respect between these two teams. You know when you watch those old Colts Patriots those those games from the 2000s the Colts had a chip on their shoulder they did not like the Patriots and the Patriots saw the Colts as the one threat to the dynasty but I don't think either of these two teams think that I think they both respect one another and I think that because they both have these great quarterbacks who are strikingly similar in how they play I mean I think you look at it and you just go wow these two teams are a lot of like each other in the end, I think Buffalo's defense is a little bit better. It's why I think they're the best team in the league. So I think they won this game when it was all said and done. But it's pretty amazing to see what is going on between these two teams. And we're going to keep seeing this, especially if they keep winning divisions because they'll play each other next year every year if they keep both winning the division. Yeah. You know, if I had to com- do a comparison of the two, I would almost – call this an Iceman and Maverick where That's Mahomes is a Maverick and Josh Allen is Iceman. I think Josh Allen plays a much more disciplined game whereas Mahomes is a little bit more out of the box and kind of, you know, as we've said, backyard bullshit. He yeah. plays, you know, from the hip a little bit more whereas Josh Allen is very uh, yeah. disciplined in what his plays are. You don't see him do that. It's not that he doesn't scramble. He does. He obviously did a nice, you know, leap over the defender yesterday which was you know made the highlights it's yeah. but that's not his game yeah. he's much more you know you know disciplined and down your throat where Mahomes is is 
a little bit more wily in that regard. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes plays a little bit of a, you know, he had the famous, you know, left-handed throw this year. A couple of years ago, he had the, the, the kind of the over-the-top thing where he threw it, you know, the weird one a couple weeks ago. Now, what Allen does that Mahomes doesn't do is when he runs, he's willing to take on guys. Allen yeah. runs. He's a little bit bigger. I, I was, joking. I was I joking. Would you rather? Would you rather try to tackle Josh Allen or Derrick Henry? And I was only kind of half joking because I, I'd rather tackle Josh Allen than Derrick Henry. But man, you're not going to get Josh Allen to to slot. He's just not going to do it. You know, I, I'll. I'd rather tackle Josh Allen, but taking down yeah. Josh Allen is very hard. Yeah, he's it's just not, so As massive. quarterbacks go, he's difficult to take down. Yeah, he is he, well put. And he's a big, he's a big man. So, and not like Mahomes is. It's just the way that Allen plays. Yeah, so yeah. I, I just, what a great game. I'm sure we'll see those guys again. The other game, Sunday night's game, I thought was fantastic. The Cowboys. I, I, the I honestly enjoyed it more. If you, it's, it's hard I to say when you had Bill Chiefs was such a good game. It was, yeah. The Bills Chiefs game was a really good game, but the Eagles Cowboys because the Cowboys lost and I really don't like them. Uh, I think part of it also <laughs> is is that you know you had Cooper Rush a quarterback instead of Dak Prescott, but me and they play well. They've played really well this season. You got to tip your hat to what Cooper Rush is doing. But I got to tell you, if I'm voting for the MVP of this league right now, I'm voting for Josh Allen. But I got to tell you who I'm voting number two is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Oh, How yeah. good no, he's, is Jalen Hurts been? He's so good. He's so he has good. Been phenomenal. It, it, it's weird for me as a, as a rampant LSU fan to root for these Alabama quarterbacks. But, God, I like Jalen Hurts. I liked him in college. I liked him in Oklahoma. I liked him in Alabama. He's just uh, – he he seems like a great guy. He's well-respected. And he's really worked himself into the position to be where he is. And unbelievable how good – them adding a couple of receivers, you know, making the deal uh, on draft day. And then, you know, you have, you know, the things that they've done – it's just a phenomenally built offense and their defense to keep them in the game. I mean, and the thing I like about the Eagles, and I know you're going to like this, I'm going to pull this stat up here. The Eagles through six games have more rushing attempts than any other team in the league. And, that, and, that and part you? of that, I mean, we got if you're, you're talking Jalen Hurts, give him credit. Yeah. He is a scrambling running quarterback. But he's yeah. not so much so that he's going to get himself hurt doing it. He's smart about no. it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they run that read option with him, and he can he's a, and he's a threat with his feet. His reading of the game has gotten so much better. The way he plays I was about the to game, say. Every season he has improved. I think that I think it was Collinsworth last night that said, look how good this guy is in year three. Imagine how good he's going to be in year four. And four, five, six, seven. I, this guy's good. He's like, just getting better. He, he was the question mark at the start of the year. Like you could see moments of talent last year where he didn't have anything around him. This year's got everything around him, and it yeah. works. It just yeah. works. And it, I and and I'll look. I'll look at this and I'll say I don't think that with Dak Prescott yesterday they would have won. I thought the Eagles 
manage the game. And the thing I really liked about yesterday's game was you could see when an adjustment was made and a team got an advantage and then the other, t- the, re- the other team responded with an adjustment. And you yeah. could see that back and forth where the Cowboys finally got some offense going after getting, you know, popped in the mouth, you know, in the second quarter by the Eagles. And then the, and then, so they get a little bit of offense going. Then the Eagles turn that back around in the fourth and get a little bit back on their self. There was just a little bit that you could see that moment or those plays where the tide turned. The yeah. Cowboys had momentum and then you saw the Eagles take it right back near the end. It was a fun game. I really liked yeah. it. And for, a, for a Dallas game, no less. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Hey, I, I think the Eagles are for real. I, I do. I think they're for real. I love what I see. I think the combo of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith has done exactly what they wanted. Neither of them are going to probably get a 100, 100 receptions. The through six games, are both in the 33, so there's an outside chance of it. But then yeah. you've got um, the tight end, Goddard, who has been exceptional and they just spread it around on the offense, you know, you know, rushing wise, it's not the one guy. I mean, Miles Sanders leads the team in rushing hurts second, but then they've got Gainwell and Scott and, and guys who've come in and, and it's just, they're playing together as a team. I think the Eagles, the best comparison of the Eagles is the chiefs. Except that Actually, Mahomes I was going to say they look like the, yeah, I would say they look like the Bills from last year. Yeah, that's a good. I think it's. I think yeah, the rushing attacks better. And but but I think if you look at the quarterback play, and you go, well, I mean, Hertz is not the quarterback that Allen and Mahomes are, but he's doing what I think you and I have been talking a lot about with teams. You know, you and I have discussed this a couple times now. And I was discussing it on Tyler Jones's podcast this past week, where. I really think that the league is getting it mixed up. I think there's look, I think there's there's a dozen really good quarterbacks in this league, but there's maybe three or four, maybe five, who can just absolutely dominate a game. Well, Holmes and Allen are one and two when it comes to that. Well, so what you've got to do is yes. if you don't have one of those two guys, you've got to get an offense that runs the football well, plays some defense. Defense is important, no matter who you are. Ask the Chiefs. They'll tell you all about that. And then mm-hmm. you've got to have a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes and can put player, you put good players around them and let them play well. Yeah. And, and that's where I was about to say, because to me, Jalen Hurts is, isn't like, a, he's not a Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. But what he is, is really smart. He's visible yeah. on the field. He has awareness and presence on the field. He makes yeah. good decisions in any situation. I don't. I don't think he's made a lot of mistakes. Not only yesterday, but in 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 all six weeks, he's been very consistent. He's played with. He's played through his team, not put the team on his shoulders, which leverages all the talent he has. The defense has shown up. I think this is one of. We've talked about it. I think they're the best team in the NFC. I think they're also the most balanced team in the NFC. Yeah. Fight it on all levels. Um, something that you see the Chiefs and Bills do. On the AFC side, I put them up there where they are right now. Yeah. When that gets back, will we have this argument again six or eight weeks? I don't know. But right now, I think the Eagles are the most balanced and deserving of the 6-0 and in the NFC. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is currently seventh in the league in passing yardage. Now, I, I, Herbert will pass him when this game is over. So he'll be eighth. 
Sure. Um, and there is a chance Russ may pass him as well. I haven't seen Russ's stats. Um, Russ's line. Yeah, no, he won't catch it. Um, but one thing I'm noticing of the teams, okay, so here are your top, I'll just run through the top 10 in passing. It's a yardage. Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Mahomes, Brady, Burrow, Stafford, Hertz, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith. Now, I want to point out 7, 8, and 9. Carson Wentz is 10. I want to point out 7, 8, and 9 because those three, after Allen and Mahomes, were actually having the best seasons. If you look, Matt Ryan's thrown for 1,765 yards. He's got eight touchdowns with seven interceptions. He leads the league in interceptions. Um, I'm sorry, he's second in the league in interceptions. Allen Mahomes, they're Allen and Mahomes. Brady's been awful. I know he's got he's fourth in the league in, in, in yardage, but if you look, only eight touchdowns, and they never run the football. That's why they're three and three. Burrow yeah, is improving. He's at 1,600 yards, 12 touchdowns, but he has five interceptions. Now, four were in week one, but he's got five interceptions. I mean, he came to throw one week out. Then you got Stafford, who's ahead of Hurts as well by 50 by 50 yards. But six touchdowns, eight interceptions. The teams that are trying to drop back and throw the ball a lot, I'll show you the attempts numbers. Look at the attempts numbers. Number, Allen's only fourth in attempts. To get down to Jalen Hurts, you got to go clear down to 16th in attempts. And your top five in attempts to. is passing attempts. This is what we've been talking about. Matt Ryan, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, who we know is the best player in the league right now, Carson Wentz is five. It tells me if you don't have balance, you're not going to win in this league. Yeah, I was I was gonna say if I you know we're bringing in Matt Ryan on this. The one thing I notice I, I would expect to look at is the Colts might have just figured out how much they can lean on Matt Ryan and not have him fall over because they've got two wins in a row now. The other thing that I would mention is that for for what I'm seeing, you're looking at quarterbacks who are usually playing from behind. If you're getting that many passing attempts, it's probably because you're playing from behind on a lot of levels, not using your running game sufficiently enough, not really leaning into your strengths. You're playing panic ball. And we've talked about panic ball, you know, when things don't go your way and you start just throwing, throwing, throwing all day long. And that's yep. never going to be a success for when Matt, you know, all of those quarterbacks except for Josh Allen don't have balance attacks. They're normally playing from behind yeah. and they're usually leaning on a quarterback who you can't lean on that much exactly before they fall over. And I think Colts show the last two weeks that they can lean on Matt Ryan just enough to get the wins without having him fall over. The other teams yeah. haven't figured out what that balance is. Where is yeah. it that you can put your weight on your quarterback before they fall over because you've done it yeah. too much? On top of which, you got shitty defenses, so you're always playing from behind. I think you, instead of the relying on the pass, put in your run, slow the game down, control the clock, and play on your terms, and that's where they're letting it get away from themselves. Yeah. And that's a coaching problem. It's not just a skills problem. It's a coaching problem. As yeah. I watch Nathaniel Hackett and I lament 
how awful <laughs> he is. Yeah. But it's it's I, but at the same time, you're looking at this and I say, you know, Matt Rule's gone now. Thank God. He's never yeah. should have been the head coach this long. And you gotta think there are reasons that or there's there's gonna be a reason to hear pretty quickly that I don't think Nathaniel Hackett makes it the end of the year. I I don't think he will either if he doesn't start winning games. I mean it, in worst case, he gets fired at the end of the season, but they're at least they're at least competitive tonight. I mean, we're sitting here with two minutes to go. They're trying to get the ball back, but it's it still doesn't look good. Just being competitive is not going to be enough. Um, hey, the next thing I want to ask, I don't know how much you've watched the Packers this season, but man, Aaron Rodgers has been bad. I mean, I'm just gonna come out and say it. He's been bad. This is the guy that I think physically in skill-wise, is the most skilled quarterback I've ever seen play football. But he has been awful this season. He's making mistakes left I, and right. I mean, their defense is bad, but he's been bad. He's His completion percentage is 67%. So he's, you know, he, he's below the top guys. He's kind of in that second level. He's got... Only three interceptions, but nine and uh, nine touchdowns. He's been sacked 15 times, but they're in the top 10 in attempts as well. And that's a team that badly needs a run game. Badly. And they've got a good, they've got a good a good running back. Whom they don't use enough. No, they're not using near enough. Aaron Jones currently at six games is 409 yards on 70 rushes to give you an idea his 70 rushes puts him at 22nd in the league it's it's all there are some names ahead of i thought last year should have been his last year in green bay this is this is most this is starting to shape up very much like aaron Rodgers' definite last year in green bay let me me give you a few names quite frankly i'm I'm terribly disappointed in him yeah, guys ahead of Aaron Jones. On his own team, A.J. Dillon has more carries. Brees Hall has more carries. Jalen Hurts has more carries. Re- Ramondre Stevens from the Patriots has more carries. Damian Pierce of the Texans has more carries. I mean, this is ridiculous. They've got a bell horse. And if you want to say, hey, we'll run by committee, which a lot of teams do, and I have no problem doing that, They've got two guys they can use. The problem is when A.J. Dillon's on the field, you know it's a pass, and you know that if Aaron Jones is on the field, it's a run. It's. I'll tell you how – let me tell you, give you a clue how bad it is with Aaron Rodgers. I've had him on my fantasy bench for two weeks in favor of Garoppolo. Yeah. Here's the other damning stat about this. Aaron Jones is currently seventh in the league in yards per carry. Of running backs, and that includes that doesn't include other players. In running backs, only Nick Chubb, Cordell Patterson. That's it. Are the only two every are starting running backs? The other two, we got a couple guys who played just a couple of games. They're the only one. Twenty second in total yardage. Uh huh. Twenty second in carries. That should tell. How these are not hidden numbers; these are easy numbers to find, and, and I find it very compelling that the Green Bay 
doesn't know this and hasn't adjusted their offensive scheme. This is, I mean, yeah. you it's have to bad. really start wondering what they're doing up there. Not just Aaron Rodgers, but the entire team. Yeah, and it's really bad because in the in the standings, they're behind. You know, they're second now in the division. They're two games behind the Vikings. They haven't played the Vikings yet, but they will coming up. And the Vikings look for real. I mean, the Vikings offense is doing some things. They're not letting Kirk Cousins be the guy who fucks things up all the time. They're taking the ball out of his hands a lot and running the football, you know, and making it to where Cousins has also got Thielen and Jefferson and using them correctly as opposed to last season. I, yeah. I don't know. I think the Packers are in a lot of trouble. And I know there's a it, lot of – It's telling us when you start looking at – they're, where they're sitting record-wise, they're at three and three, and here are all your other three and three teams: the 49ers, the Falcons, the Patriots, the Patriots, and the Falcons and the 49ers. Enough are, are enough to say it. Now, if you include the tie, you get the Colts, the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Bucks, the Rams, the Seahawks of all teams at three and three. Mm-hmm. That's just middle of the road. This is not an Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers team. They're they're they should be sitting on top. There's no reason they should be having this many troubles. And and they're right in there with a guy like Tom Brady at three and three, who's not playing well this year. The Bucks, but granted, the Bucks with Tom Brady have always had rough starts. We'll see what yeah. happens in the second half. But I'm I am I am seriously disappointed in Aaron Rodgers overall, completely, and this entire Packers team. Whether it's play calling or if he's auto-willing himself into a pass all the time, I don't care. They're not running ball enough. They look awful. They look disjointed. I I don't think he plays after this year with the Packers ever again. Yeah. You just mentioned I would certainly be not want him to play for the Packers. Yeah. The last team I wanted to talk about individually was the team you just mentioned in passing, and that was the Bucks. I know they've started slow uh, a couple seasons in a row with Brady at quarterback. But I got to tell you, Tom Brady's washed. I keep saying it. I'm going to continue to say it. I'm right. Anyone who disagrees with me is wrong. Plain and simple. There's a reason they're 3-0. and They're 3-0. and or sorry, 3-3. and They're 3-3 and because they throw the ball way too much. Agreed. I mean, They'll just that out. awful. I mean, how much they throw the ball is absolutely ridiculous. I, I had it up here. I, oh, man, I got to get it back up here, though. Uh, this week, where's that Bucks game? I'm sorry. It's, that's, that's a great podcast. There's a lot of, so they're at the Steelers. They threw the ball 40 times. They run it 26. And they play the Steelers. Yeah, they come out and a... throw 30 times. And run it 29. The balanced team wins. Yeah, even see, with the shittier quarterbacks. And the balanced team wins. Even yeah. with Brady, they had Pickett, they had to put Trubisky back in. Trubisky had to go back in and played fairly well. He went nine of twelve for touchdown and averaged 12 yards in attempt. Or 12 yards of completion. Uh oh no, I'm sorry, 12 yards of attempt. Brady's been awful. I know he's racking up a lot of yards, but their offense is predictable. It's basically Mike Evans, him trying to throw the ball to Mike Evans as much as possible. And then he throws out of the backfield to Fournette a whole bunch. Um, 
Fournette's trying, I mean, he's carrying the load rushing wise. They've just got to do more rushing wise. I mean, just. I think, I think what they lack is a little bit of a, a running back relief on Fournette so they can use him more, but not yeah. pound him into the ground. They had a second running back committee where they could give him, they could jump off maybe 15, 20% of the runs and give Fournette yeah. a break throughout the, throughout the game. They should yeah. be running more. Yeah. It's as simple as that. They should be playing through the running game and let Tom be a game manager, which he's yeah. better at than anyone else in the league. If you're yeah. lying on Tom Brady to be your your 400 yard, 16, t- you know, six touchdowns through the air, all kind of quarter, you got the you got the wrong idea where he's at. He's yeah, the goat because he's smarter than everybody. He knows more about football and schemes and plays. He can manage the game better than any other quarterback, and that's where they're not using him. Yeah, I agree. It, it's I don't, a, I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, it, it's uh, well, if they're thinking it was Tom Brady and. And there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, there's, you know, to just today, um, they're having to ask the question. People are asking the questions to uh, the staff and the coaching staff saying, hey, are you giving Brady preferential treatment? You know, Todd Bowles was talking yes. about that today. And Oh, know, yeah, the whole the wedding thing for on Friday? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I get it. He's Tom Brady, and there's things you do with Tom Brady you can't do with others, but – I don't think his heart is into this. I think a lot of this was he was he he's going to miss the game. He knows he's going to miss the game, but man, he had a good send off the last two seasons, and and I I think he'll come back this year with a huge mistake. Yeah, so I, I, I just, well, I mean that's debatable, but at, at the whole Friday thing, I think is blown way out of proportion. One, mm-hmm. other players missed for personal reasons, missed practice and walkthroughs for personal reasons. It's a job, not a, not a, you know, it's one of those where it is a job, but if you don't get it, you know, if you don't get a day off, which he, as I understand, he usually gets one day off a week anyway. Yeah. For, you know, from practice or walkthroughs or whatever. So this is not really. Exactly. And so he took off a Friday and went to a wedding. I really, this is blown out of proportion, you know, because it's Tom Brady. There were any other player, which it happens to any other player. Two other players. I don't think this is. I think this is a non-issue. Oh, mm-hmm. they're going to overtime. So we're going to overtime here. You're going to um, overtime now. But I, I think that's. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's overblown. It's overlooked. I think what's happening with the Bucks and Tom Brady is that they don't have a good offensive scheme, yeah. of a balanced attack. And, and I would have expected by now that they would have figured this out. Same with the Rodgers and the Packers. I figured by now, week six third of the way through the season, you should have this figured out. It tells me where they're at and where other teams are. And I don't, honestly, I don't know if you'll see the Bucks or the Packers in the playoffs this year at this point. Yeah. Well, I think the Bucks are going to get it because that division's bad. That division's really bad. Oh, the division's terrible. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at that earlier and, and it's funny because if you look, the Bucks are currently tied for first place with the Atlanta Falcons who yeah, you know, you try to sneak it in on me every week, but um, hey, my guy Mariota played better than your guy Garoppolo Sunday. True, true. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying with, Garoppolo played great. I think that here's this has been my argument on Garoppolo right here. This is this is a Jimmy Garoppolo line. This is what they're when you're asking Jimmy Garoppolo to do too much at 41 attempts. 
He was 29 of 41. That's about as good as he's going to get. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. True. Now, yeah, but he got, you know, almost 300 yards in the air and two scores. Yeah. You know, this is one where the, I put a little bit more blame on the defense for not keeping – I mean, letting the Falcons yeah. get 28. It's, yeah, the yeah, Falcons had 21 well. quick in that game, too. They had 14 in the first quarter, and it, yes, was, it was off to the races for the Falcons. And it, it, the Falcons are an example. I mean, I hate the Falcons, but it's, they're an example of what you do when you don't have that top quarterback. You go get one that you like well enough, play defense, and put something around them. Marcus Mariota went 13 of 14 in Sunday's game for 129 yards and two yeah. touchdowns. That's not going to blow anyone's doors off. He's not great by any means, but then he has six carries for 50 yards and another touchdown rushing. It's, you know, again, they just came out, the Falcons did, and just came out and scored 21 in the first, you know, quarter and a half, and we're like, hey, you guys aren't built to play this way. And that's how they won the game. To me, that's And if you're looking at it, they let – Huntley led in rushing, and if you're and if they have the right balance, it doesn't yeah. you know Marietta doesn't have to do a lot, yeah. especially when the 49ers defense let you know let themselves get pumped in the mouth in the first quarter. All you yeah. now have to do is play your maintain game yeah. and keep to your to your your uh, your uh, attack your balance. Attack. To, yeah, I mean, and it, and it gets you off balance when you throw too much. I mean, look at that game alone, San Francisco. 16 rushes, 41 passes. And what have we yeah, said they about need the to run, They needed to run more. They got to run the football. They needed to run more, control the clock. And, and honestly, if you run more, you probably don't throw those two interceptions. And you yeah, probably get absolutely. another score, keep it close. You also control the clock. You probably keep the Falcons from their fourth score. Yeah, absolutely. And you keep you, that you just, close. Unless you've got a Mahomes or an Allen – you're not you should not be playing to throw the ball 40 times period no you're you should be planning yeah. and playing to consume your game plan for what's left of time yeah. not adjusted so you can that try game, and catch up and get ahead real quick yeah flip side of that game atlanta 14 passing attempts 40 rushing attempts 40 yeah you and knew where they were going to go through when they yards you know they, Exactly. You're, you're looking at the at the opposite balance. You got your you just enough. You want to lean on Mariota there, yeah. just enough. Yeah, and I mean it's amazing because you wouldn't expect the 49ers to be a team you can run 40 times against and win the game. So, uh, yeah, hey, we're a third of the way to the but season. But what do you do? Oh. You you get up early, burn clock, and control the control the ball. Yeah, it's hey, I want to. That's, that's an easy decision to make. Yeah. Last thing I want to talk about, we're a third of the way into the season. Um, tell me who you're like, give me a couple of different surprises and disappointments through six games. Okay, we'll leave. We, since we already talked about Rodgers and Brady, I'll leave them out of this conversation right now. Okay. Surprises? Um, I would, honestly, the Seahawks at three and three are, are a little surprising. Yeah, the I would Giants agree at five and one are very surprising. I did not expect them to come out five and one and play as well as they're playing, having they're just beat the Ravens this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
the Giants definitely is a surprise in a, in a positive. They're making, you know, the, if the Giants keep playing at this level, you could see Ingles Giants going and the Cowboys sitting at home on in January. What you could see is that, three teams from the East. How surprising would that, that be? It's possible. Uh, it's unlikely, but it's possible. Yeah. I don't uh, see that right now. Um, yeah. Let's see what it looks like after, uh, you know, around week 12, week 13. See where we're Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, the, the Giants are so one of those teams. I was looking at that going, wow, they're five and one. And they're a decent five. I mean, they just beat the Ravens. They beat up the Ravens in that game, too. Yeah. Uh, another one, the Jets playing very well at four and two right now. They just beat, and they just beat the Packers, too. There's yeah. another one. Um, I think the one that surprises me the most was all the hype preseason. And you got Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders very disappointing out of the AFC West. Oh, my These, God. This was supposed to be the toughest division, and they look, they look mediocre at best. My man, you, you are just – we didn't even talk about this beforehand. I literally put down my three surprises. It was like positive surprises were the Giants – the Jets, and the Eagles. I knew the Eagles would be good. I think it would be this good. But my biggest disappointment, the AFC West. (laughs) They have absolutely underwhelmed. The hype was huge. Everything they did in the offseason, the quarterbacks, the running back, everything, all the defenses, everything was supposed to line up to be this this juggernaut of a division. And, you know, besides the Chiefs, they look mediocre at best. Yeah. I mean, this Chargers team's not very good. They're not, they're, they're, they're a contender, but they're not great. Uh, this Broncos team's not good, and the Raiders are awful. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, just, I mean everything yeah, I, else I is kind my of what other, we thought they'd be. Yeah. Now, my other disappointments I wanted to ask you about the Rams. Any thoughts on the Rams? This yeah. is a team that's gotten out of pocket. They can't run the football either. Three and three, just like the Bills and or not the Bills, just like the Bucks and the Packers at three and three. Those are three teams who are really not looking good in the first third of the season. Yeah. Who should be all three of them should be much much better at this point, mm-hmm. uh, and they just haven't figured it out. I agree. And the the Rams, Rams, I think they may want to be my biggest disappointment. Let's see what they look like in the next third. Well, I said the Rams because they, they turned the ball over a lot. I mean, Stafford leads the league in, in interceptions. They got fumble issues. They don't have a solid run game. Their offensive line's missing Andrew Whitworth like crazy. Um, the Packers have been disappointed. We yes, talked about are. them already with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. The other one to me is the NFC South as a division. We knew Atlanta wasn't going to be good. And somehow Atlanta's three and three. We thought Carolina had a chance because they had a good defense coming in. Their defense has been horrible. They're one in five. Baker was a disaster. They've already fired the coach. I mean, this is just, they're just ridiculous. New Orleans is two and four. This is a team we, I, I especially thought, man, if Jameis plays well, they're, they're in it. He's been hurt two weeks. They've been awful. They just gave it to the Bengals this week. I may just fucking handed that game back to the Bengals. And the Bucs have been bad. The only team that's been anything in that division has been the Atlanta Falcons, the team we thought was going to be up there for the first pick in the draft. 
and they're the surprising team at fifty at three and three. They're not even. Yeah. We know what he thought they'd even be three and three. They thought they'd be zero and six. And there's your surprise, because we thought Tampa Bay would probably be five and one or maybe four and two. Yeah. They're three and three, and they're they don't look good. Atlanta at three and three, and they look better than they than anyone thought they would look right now. Yeah, that, that Bucks three and three record is very, um, very misleading. They're a three and three team. They got lucky week one. They're a they're really and truly a one and five, two and four team. Um, yeah, I those are the ones I wanted to ask about. See what we're gonna do, my man. We're gonna cut it off here. We're gonna. I know we talked a little bit about stuff. Oh, one last thing. Well, I think we mentioned this already, but I want to say we want to get it on the record. One third of the way through the season, your NFL MVP. Who you got? Ooh, oh. Um, if I if I had to pick right now, I would give it to Jalen Hurts, just a hair of an edge over Josh Allen, okay. because I think he's managing. I think he's doing more managing his team, mm-hmm. managing the 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 game. Um, okay. I would I would give it to I would give it to Josh Allen because I think Josh Allen is performing better as a quarterback and still having the success he's having. Um, yeah. But you can't argue with six and zero. You can't argue yeah. with the the balance of that team and his leadership in it and his vision of the field. That was the thing that I think last night surprised me the most is that when when Dallas started getting momentum, they never lost hope. He kept vision of the field, kept control of the game. Um, never really lost the control. They just Dallas got into it a little bit. Was all. I, I, I would give it to Jalen Hurts by a just a hair, and it is really that kind of a coin flip between the two. Uh, Mahomes probably a close third. Yeah, I think that's the or I now I have flipped the order. I like Allen number one. I think he's been more dynamic. And then I would say Hurts too, but it's not a, a steep drop by any means. No. And it's not a steep drop to Mahomes at three. I don't I don't want it to be out there. No, no, no. Those three have by far been the best three players, the best three offensive players this season. Yeah. Absolutely. Those three are at the top at the summit of the mountain. Everybody else is falling down the yeah. side of the mountain. Yeah. They're at the top. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give you one non-quarterback for the first six games. Saquon Barkley's been great. Saquon Barkley's it's not, been it's refreshed, and I'm glad to have him back. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm glad to have him back and playing like yeah. he did after his injury last year. It's good yeah. to see him performing on a team and really revitalizing the Giants this year at 5-1. and one. Really has. They've been very, very good on their new coach. So, hey, we're going to get out of here on that. Uh, Uncle Rico's appearance, as always, is brought to us by Stitch Fix. Don't forget, you can save $25 on your first box at Stitch Fix. Check out the link in the show notes. Click on that. Follow the link. Save today. We appreciate Stitch Fix for sponsoring Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico, it's always a great time to add you in. Little abbreviated version this week, and uh, we'll have. We'll hope you had some fun, and we'll get back to it again next week when we chat on uh, week seven of the NFL. God, we're two months in already, and then I want to thank Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox, all we do behind the scenes. Most importantly, thank you to you the listener. Don't forget to rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five star review. Until the point five on Friday, I'm Coach Paul Brian O'Connor. Have a great week. Maybe your time tokens are not in the fun. Take care, everybody.